there and welcome to another episode of the Christian Women in Business podcast show. I cannot believe it. We are up to episode 190, which is absolutely crazy uh, that we've made it up to this far. And soon we're going to be hitting the 200. So thank you so much for being a part of the show, for listening in and just um, being on this journey with us. Like it means a lot to me and I know it means a lot to Um, everyone who's been on our podcast that you're a dedicated listener and we absolutely love you to bits so I'm excited because on today's show we have uh, one of our sponsors and this fellow has an amazing story of how God has worked through his business um, up till now and some key things that have happened along the way that he's going to share with us so his biggest mission through his business is to help small businesses grow uh, and he's got three businesses so that mission is through all of those uh, businesses and his favorite thing to do on the weekend is the gym at 6 a.m on a saturday morning oh <laughs> then coffee with one of his best mates uh, where you get to talk about a bunch of old bloke stuff about life business and hope so that's just absolutely beautiful um, and then to go home and have a lovely brekkie with wife what a fantastic thing to do welcome to the show joe papadeos i think i said that right you did this, Jay. Welcome. Yay! Thanks for having us. You did a great job. Thank you so much. <laughs> so you're the owner and founder of three amazing um, businesses that we're going to get into uh, a little bit. So can you first just tell our listeners where you are in the world? Yeah. Uh, SJ, we're actually in the gorgeous suburb of Campbelltown, which is in the southwestern su- um, suburbs of Sydney, for those who know the area well. Yeah. So... Both of us are stinking hot right now recording this. Well, I am. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> well, I'm sitting in the air-conditioned office, but as I look outside my office, you can feel the heat. I feel like summer's finally arrived. <laughs> it really has arrived. Now, before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a sponsor of our conference. Um, it means the world to us, and I think it's just great that we've been able to help each other with yeah. what it is that we want to accomplish. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for yeah. being a sponsor. It means the world. Yeah, my pleasure, SJ. You know, when we kind of were introduced and I saw and, 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 and seen some of the work that you're doing, I was equally as excited for you because there is such a passion um, for people like you who have got a heart to reach um, many, many people and the work that you're doing is extraordinary. And to see God working through you and your businesses, it really brings tears to my eyes of joy. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank yeah. you. That's so good. Um, and yeah, I feel like we've both got a very similar heart, which is mm. great. And we've both got a similar heart for business and mm. uh, God's kingdom. And I mm. really can't wait to get into your story. So I'm not going to hold us off anymore. Um, can you please take us through your story and kind of where you started off to where you are now? Okay. In your business. Uh- yeah, as, as you kind of rightly said, we've got three businesses, SJ. The predominant business is a business called Icon Visual Marketing, and, and we're a marketing company. We're a full-service marketing company that has, you know, over 40 full-time staff, and we've got a couple of offices around the eastern seaboard. Um, but it always didn't start that way. You know, when it first started, um, it started with me in a little, um, it was me in my bedroom, 
Um, and, you know, and I used to laugh as I kind of tell the story because I had a little desk in the corner of the bedroom and I had a bookkeeper. And so um, the bookkeeper was a lady that went to church with us. And so I would have to say to her, I'm going out to see a client. Can you come into um, my bedroom and do the books? And my wife was home. So we kind of started. Um, but the story even goes back further than that. Um, I'm, my, my first degree is in chemistry, yes, Jay. So I'm, I'm actually industrial that's, chemist. That's so right? far from what you're doing. So um, and people kind of laugh when I tell that story. But but I think that um, but it, the discipline of, of kind of science has really helped us along the way. But I guess the big story that you're asking is how on earth did um, Icon Visual Marketing be where it is? And I think I oh, need to... Oh, cool. I am so interested to hear how you went from chemist to why you... Well, okay. If you're interested, let me tell you a little bit about my background so you understand who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the son of an immigrant. Now, my parents were immigrants. Um, I'm, I'm of Greek descent. Um, both my parents are Greeks. Um, and, um, and when I was in my final year at high school... Um, my dad died very suddenly, um, you know, went to pick him up from work and he had a heart attack and dropped dead before my eyes. Oh, my God. Um, the, a week later, um, so I went to a funeral for my dad. A week later, um, I um, had to go to the funeral for one of my best mates who wrapped himself around a pole. You oh, know, my gosh. Night. So um, those two incredibly traumatic events really shaped um, my life, as you can well imagine, you know. And I don't come from a wealthy background. My father was a labourer. We, we lived in a fibro home um, in Fairfield. Um, I'm the oldest of three children. Um, and, um, and, you know, and, and, and for us to survive, I had to get a job, you know, and my salary went to my mother so we could eat. Um, but my mother, being the gorgeous woman of God that she is, you know, she was a widow at 38 SJ with three kids. That's crazy. Um, and, um, and so... I was a smart kid and I was able to get into university, but I was also fortunate enough to get a, um, a, a cadetship with a very large multinational company, um, Unilever, for those who know it. So I was able to get a cadetship while I worked and went to university part-time, full-time for six years while I earned my degree. But as I navigated and through those early work years, I very, very quickly realised that I was not going to be a great chemist. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm tenacious enough to finish it, um, but very quickly realised, and I remember one day I was um, working and, um, and the company I worked for, I was, I was part of the streets ice cream team that developed the Magnum um, ice cream right back then. And, um, and so I remember being in a meeting um, and all of a sudden these marketers walked in and they really quite, they fascinated me because they kind of set directions for the, where the business is going. And not, up until then, I hadn't even thought or knew what marketing was. But it really struck with me that, um, that you know, if you're going to make anything happen, it's going to be the sales and the marketing part of the business that really um, navigated the road forward. You know, fast forward a number of years. Um, and so, I, I, you know, my career took a number of steps where I joined other companies where I moved into sales and, yeah. and very quickly kind of became the state manager of some companies and then the national sales and, and, and marketing um, director for an Asian Pacific kind of position. So I had some fairly senior roles, but I guess the story really becomes interesting on, um, on one particular case. I had a boss who gave me 
a book to read. And Sarah, Sarah Jane, you may have read it, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, by... I think I've read like the first chapter. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah, very okay. highly effective with that book. <laughs> well, you should have went to the second chapter. The second chapter is a part that really kind of changed things for me. Yeah. Um, at this stage in my life, I'm, I'm married um, with three gorgeous young daughters um, and being away a lot from home for, for your listeners and you who have got husbands and similarly, you know, corporate jobs, which kind of demanded they travel. And I was getting a lot of pressure from home um, from my wife saying, look, you know, I don't want you to be away from home so often. You know, it's not what I signed up for. Yeah. Right. I want a husband. Right. Yeah. And so that was playing on my mind. And I remember coming back from a trip overseas and I started reading this book and the second chapter was quite overwhelming for me because if you read it, it goes something like this. Today, you're going to a funeral. Um, as As you walk into the church and you look around the congregation, you look around and you see people that you know, people that you've worked with, people that you've studied with, um, people from church, people, you know, friends, family, and it's an open casket funeral. Um, But as you look into the funeral, you realise it's yours. Oh my god! And then Stephen Covey, and you know, as I retell it, I can, I'm still picturing myself on the on the plane, kind of looking at it and being quite overwhelmed by this. And then I've got my wife in my ear, um, and I must tell you very quickly that um, the week before I went away, my wife um, put a picture of uh, one of my my eldest daughter Rebecca drew a painting of the family, and then that it had Mum, Rebecca, Renee, and Ellie, the girls and the dog on one side, and Dad away from the family with a big briefcase. Oh, <laughs> no. And, and, I, and I pulled that out, and, um, and I kind of thought, oh, gosh, I'm oh, change this. Gosh, and, yeah. and Stephen Covey kind of turns around and says, um, unless you figure out, you know, what your legacy is, um, you really need, you're not fit to live, you know. And, yeah. and being a man of faith, you know, that kind of really pulled at my heart straight. I can feel God kind of calling me, but I didn't know what to you know, um, and, um, and, and I guess it was at that point that, you know, a, a guy that I went to church with, an old mentor of mine who I, who I love, still love very dearly, said to me, come and work with me for a little while. He owned a small little printing company um, and I knew nothing about printing. I knew nothing about small business. I knew everything about big business. Um, but I can't begin to tell you um, how compelled I was um, to take that on board. Um, and so I did that. I walked into my boss um, about a month later at, at performance reviews, as you can imagine these big companies have, um, and he kind of looked at it and he said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I need to be home. I can't travel anymore. You know, and he said to me, I'll give you more money. I said, you're not hearing me. <laughs> it's, yeah, the money. money isn't the value. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, that's what he said. And I said to him, maybe you give me more money, I'm going to lose my family. Yeah. It's not worth it. Right. Yeah. So I need to leave. And so I did. I left. I worked for, for that little small printing company for a, a couple of years. And, um, and in that framework, I learned about small, the way small business operate. I was able to apply the, the things that I've learned, you know, from, from sales and a marketing capability. I was trained well by this big company. I did some postgraduate courses. So I was trained well. Um, and then on the 30th of January, so SJ, you know, as we kind of speak in two weeks, Tom, I'm coming up to our 18th year. Um, I, you know, I started Icon in the in in, in my bedroom, right? Wow. So, 
so that that's the backstory to the where to where um, to where the, the business started. You know, um, if I kind of um, so did you did you maybe I've missed a bit. Did you work for the printer while you started your business? No, I didn't. I worked for him for about two years, two to three years. Yeah. Um, and then you know a series of events occurred, and he they sold out. And it was time for me to do other things. Yeah, and, um, then... and that's and then I decided to start Icon. That's so know, good. At at that point, you know, and as I reflect upon it, it's it's really funny. It's not until you kind of tell these stories <laughs> that you look back, and um, you realise the journey, you know, and you know, you you Sarah, Sarah Jane, you, you you know, you, we as Christians often talk about the tapestry. You know, we can't see the picture the way God sees it. All we see is the mess. Mm. Um, you know, it's not until you kind of look back, you can actually see some of the picture that God has created, you know. And the thing that, the greatest thing that, you know, I guess the, the years have taught me is that um, the faith is truly the heart of, of, of life. We see Christ working, see God working when you're really not in a position of control, you know. Yeah. And, and, and the basic instrument of us as humans is we want to control everything. Um, <laughs> and, and, and when we don't have control, we hate it. And we, and we yeah, kind we of, freak out. Uh, we freak out. And we kind of say, God, give me control. And God says, no, this is where I'm, this is where you learn it. Hold on tighter because it's going to get faster. <laughs> That's exactly right. And you're going to get less and less control. So, yeah. Um, and in those early days, I used to go up to um, one of the dams near here, um, one of the corridor dam and find a little place. And I'd spend hours on my knees saying, God, I've got no idea what I've done, you know, um, or what I'm doing. You know, is this what you want me to do? And, um, and it was nothing. I, I can't kind of tell you there was some big audible voice from the heavens that kind of said yes or no. But just a quiet, you know, confirmation through his word. Yeah. Um, that this is the right direction, you know, and within three months I'd moved into a little office within four months, I'd employed two people um, within the first, uh, within the first three or four years, we, we got up to a point that this grew quite steadily and um, we kind of moved to a place where we moved twice in, in about f- the first five years. And by this stage we we're employing five or six people, you know, um, where the story gets really interesting is in um, 2009, SJ. Um, by that stage, the business had grown. We had around about, I'm guessing, 17 people that worked for us at this point. Yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit less. And the GFC hit. Um, and um, that at that time, you know, um, we, we at that time I had a couple of clients go down on me, so I lost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars um and 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 the, and some bank facilities that we had the bank no longer wanted to support companies like ours so overnight overnight i was in serious trouble serious 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 trouble right um and i went home and my wife's looking at me and i say i don't know what we're going to do i think we, I'm, we're going to have to foreclose tomorrow right yeah um you know, and, and, and I, I'm not afraid to tell you I was panicking. I was scared. Yeah, you would have felt sick and you'd got like having to say that to your wife or partner. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. Unfortunately for my gorgeous wife, Kathy, um, her, her premise of life is as long as we're together, I don't care, you know, and she's a very giving girl and always has been. I always laugh and I say to her, if I let her control the financial purse strings, she'll take over the world, but we'll have nothing <laughs> yeah. um, because she's got such a heart of gold. Um, and I remember um, 
spending hours in this particular night um, that this happened. Um, it was, uh, uh, I was, I was lost and I was on my knees and I reckon I was on my knees for gosh, I don't know, four, five, six hours. You know, it was early hours of the morning and I was scouring through my Bible, looking for wisdom from what God wanted me to do just to get a sense of God, if you love me, why on earth is this happening? You know, mm. trying to get an understanding of why God would do this. Right. You know, you've heard these stories before. What is, what a bad things happen to good people, all that kind of, and I'm guessing everyone, you, your listeners have all got stories to tell of their own pain where, where something absolute tragic has happened, you know, and you stop and you kind of, it, it stops you in your boots, you know. Yeah. For me, it was one of those moments, you know, I'd, 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 I'd go to church, I'd read my Bible, I'm actively involved, I'd preach, you know. I'd, I'd, but, the, but now looking back at it now, I realised the one thing that was missing that I have now was a clarity of Jesus that I've got now that I'd never had before at that mm-hmm. time. I think that was, if I'm absolutely honest with you, SJ, I reckon that's the time when I really learned to see Jesus for who he is. And I realized that at that, at, through those times that it wasn't me that was important, but it was him. Now mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very hard to explain that in words unless you experience it. Yeah. You know, but until you see the majesty of Jesus, you start to see, that he is the son of God, that he did come down to earth to, to um, you know, to, to die for our sins, that he is risen, that he is alive and he aches for us. He aches for us desperately. You know, he aches for all of humanity. And I remember that night reading and, um, and I opened up a passage in, 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 um, in Isaiah, right? Isaiah 59, 60, somewhere around there. And the passage started and it said, where were you? And, and mind you, I mean, I've lost everything at this point. At this point, I had to sell my home. Everything else I had had to go, right? Um, you know, and um, and I'm saying, God, what am I doing here? I'm going to have to lose everything, sell the business, do it, lose everything. But the, the the Lord showed me a verse, and it said, I came looking for you, and you weren't there. Where did you go? To which of your creditors did I sell you? Was my uh, is my arm too short? to save you. Wow. And I, and I read that and I reread that. I reckon I read that 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then it dawned on me, SJ, that he's talking to me, right, and that this thing isn't finished and that while I would have to go through essentially, you know, a number of years, three or four years in the wilderness, that God was in this, Right. I walked in the, into the office the following morning. There was an order in. There was an order on the fax machine back then, right? Of significant value, um, enough for me to say, "God, you're, you know." And then all of a sudden, the work started coming in. Um, and so, but I did have to sell everything. And then, you know, within so you a, basically within a, had to be completely stripped back yeah. <laughs> of everything. So yeah. you just had complete utter reliance on god yeah and then it was like now i've got your attention (laughs) now let's get the ball rolling it's exactly right exactly right exactly the the interesting thing about it's really interesting uh, us as humans how we kind of take these moments sj because you know and you go through grieving because you go through anger yeah how could you do this to me right to utter despair is what am i going to do now um (laughs) Yep. You know, and what does this thing, what does this thing look like? Um, 
And um, it's not until you look back, you realize that his hand was in everything that had happened. You know, we had to sell everything we had. We rented for, you know, three or four years. But the blessings that came from that were extraordinary. And if I had to kind of list them, I think, as I said, for me, the greatest thing is um, I I would say to you before that I was a religious man. Um, you know, trying trying to obey the law, mm. if you understand that terminology. Yeah, Old, Te- yeah, Old Testament. Yeah. yeah, and trying to prove my worth. You know, I was, you know, all this 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 little boy trying to say, look, I'm worthy to be loved. Mm. I'm worthy to be loved. Look how hard I'm working for you, God. Mm. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. To a place where now I've, I understand how much I'm loved. I'm truly, truly, truly loved by an awesome God. So, the the other fundamental thing that fundamentally shifted in me was. Um, I'm not here for my own glory. Right? Mm. Now, this is a proud Greek bloke, right? That you know, you know, the, the, the standing joke in my family, SJ, is the fact that I'm the golden son, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> to which I used to say to my sisters, "Well, someone's got to take the position, and what does well be me?" <laughs> right. You know, I always think of my big fat Greek wedding. When anyone yeah. talks about Greek families, that yeah. I immediately go to that, both one and two. I think yeah. two is my favourite out of them yeah. both. Yeah, yeah. I think for me it was one because I've got relatives that for each one of those characters. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I definitely have. I absolutely related to that. Everyone else thought it was a comedy. For me, it was a home movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did they even know that? <laughs> That's exactly right. So that that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, but you know what you realize through that time, um, one of the most unbelievable moments came about a couple of years after when business started to pick back up again, you know, the law was really working incredible things and I could, but my, my attitude had changed. My attitude to money had changed. My attitude mm. to my life had changed. Mm. My attitude to prayer had changed. And I started to say, God, you know, and as a parent, you'd understand this, SJ. You know, one of the things, you know, I said my girls are growing up and I remember saying to them, do you love me? And this is Jesus' words because I think one of the great things that models that God has done is created the family because in it, you know, you can kind of see the relationship between God the Father and us. And I remember my daughters just being in my ear, Dad, I want, Dad, I want, Dad, I want, you know. And I remember saying to them, do you love me because of what I can give you or because of me? Oh, you know? yeah. And as I said it, I felt that that's what Jesus said. You want me now? I think in excuse me, I think it's in the Gospel of John, um, chapter six or something, where he kind of says, "Do you love me because of what I can give you, or do you, or, or do you love me for who I am?" You know. And I think that through this time, I learned that I learned the difference. Yeah. You know, I learned yeah. that my prayer life isn't Lord, give me, Lord, show me who you are, show me, you know, what you're doing. You bring glory to your name. A couple of years after all this had happened, there was a girl um, who worked for me for a lot of years, Vanessa, and um, she said to me, well, we're reflecting upon the past. And she said to me, um, God, I remember those days when things were tough. I said, yeah, they were. She goes, you know what was really powerful? Vanessa kind of relayed the story is that you were in your office and the door was closed. Everyone in the office knew what you were doing. And I said to her, what was I doing? She says, we all knew you were on your hands and knees praying. Yeah, right. right. And the impact that that had on them, you know, brings tears to my eyes in thinking about it because I hadn't realised how integrated our lives are and that 
our story is not an individual story. God is a communal God. God loves people. God loves community. And that in the, even in our struggles, our, the depth of our struggles, God does his greatest work, but not only just for us, but for those around us, if that yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Right? And this is what I love touching on and why I am about CWIB, CWIL, like our whole movement now is, and our whole conference, conference this year is influence and you've just nailed what I'm on about when I say influence you've just nailed it and I don't think business owners and you know innocently you don't realize the influence that you have and it's not about putting a fish on your logo or a cross that is not what we're on about it is who do you impact? Who are you working with that yeah. will see you? Like you just yeah. said, you had no idea. You were like stress zone, got to get on yeah. my hands and knees, pray to God, shut the door, don't want anyone to see you, just need to be here. And yeah. they all saw it. They knew. And you had no idea. Had right? no idea. But that is influence. And that yeah. is what we're all about is. Yeah. And we mentioned this before we actually started recording the podcast. And yeah. you actually, that's why I said we've got the same, we've got a very similar heart. And yeah. that is God's put business owners on the earth to be that influence and to, yeah. and he is using them. And we were yeah. born in 2017 from that, from that yeah. heart of, do you know how influential your role is as yeah. a business owner and yeah. the amazing yeah. things that happen and you don't even realize they're happening right like you yeah. have no idea what god's yeah. doing and you're just yeah. in the midst of this storm you're trying to find that the center of the eye so you can just focus on jesus and yeah. um we've got a saying called grace over grind yeah so what it sounds like is you were working in the grind and yeah. now you've come over to working in the grace yeah um, and that's just understanding who you are in jesus who jesus is Yes. And what that means for you as a business owner. Um, yeah. like, and that's just like a whole nother podcast <laughs> on yeah. its own. But yeah. yes, we totally get it. And I'm so thankful that you just nailed on the head what it is that um, I've been trying to articulate for the past year. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're another person that's come in, you've shared your story and it's like, yes, that is absolutely it. Fantastic. Sorry. One off on one. Off you. (laughs) Please continue. No, I think that, and I I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying, SJ. You know, I think the thing that, you know, and and like you said, you know, the passion that I think we both share is that the thing I've I've come to realize now, kind of having kind of three businesses employing the amount of people that we have, there's an overarching set of values that the business has got. And that is love, service and people. And I don't shy away from those values. And everyone that starts at Icon, I sit with them for about an hour and I go through those values and I say to them all the time, don't think for, for a moment that love is a soft erotic word that means it's, a, it's the love between a boy and a girl, the way this world would explain yeah. to you. Love yeah. is the hardest word on the face of the planet. So because the one thing I can actually guarantee that will happen here, right, well, however long your stay is at Icon is that love demands honesty, love demands integrity, love demands that um, I care for you enough to have the hard discussions with you without breaking relationships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love demands that we walk along the journey, you know, and and the thing that um, and the thing that I've kind of come to understand and exactly what you're saying is the influence that we have is it's not about the perfection. I think sometimes 
we as Christians mm. are afraid to show our heart mm. because people will see our brokenness. Yeah. You know, and we have this perception that we've got to be something that we're not. Yes. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm a broken human being. And if someone wants to tell me my faults, I look at them and saying, look, if you want to upset me, I know how broken I am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I know my fallibilities, you know, and, um, you know, uh, I understand that, but that doesn't take away from the intrinsic value and worth. And, and I'm okay to show my vulnerabilities because in that, and it's like we were talking about before we started this, Jay, the idea that it's actually in our weakness that God does his best work. It's not in our strengths, mm. right? Yeah. God does. God can't work in our strengths. God loves it when we're, in, you know, when we're relying upon him to be in control, not when we want, when we des- so desperately want to be in control. <sighs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And yet, you know, being a business, if for those who want to be in control is not, 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 not for you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, but it's, but it's also, I think the greatest thing about being a business in this generation and why I'm excited for the work that you're doing and many others like, like us is that tell me another tool that can reach, um, and, um, and, and to reach people of Australia that don't go to, don't go to a church. How can you build depth of relationships? And it's, it's only when you work with someone that you get to know someone's heart. It's only as you get to work with someone, they see yours. And, and you're right, the influence comes um, as you work with someone day in, day out. They see your heart. They see, you know, your struggles. They see you, what you ache for, what you pain for, what you hope for. And in there, God does his greatest work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I have a um, I have a painting um, um, that sits right behind my desk as I'm sitting here talking to you, um, and that is it's a painting that was 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 uh, was painted by a friend of mine, and it's this whirlwind of, of chaos. But on it, there's this little boat, and on the boat, in the corner of a boat, is this little dog with eyes popping out of its head, <laughs> you know. And, I, and everyone looks at it and says, "What does that mean?" And, and my classic statement is, "In the storms of life, what holds you?" Right. Yeah, that's right. Why to hold you? Because all of our life is a mixture of chaos. On what boat are you holding on to? Right, that you kind of get a sense of purpose from, you know. So, and 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 kind of just to complete the question you're asking about influence. The thing is, um, in this world, especially in, in from us as Christians, um, you know, the idea that we impact upon other people's lives. I think for me, I'm, I'm very acutely aware of the influence that I have on other people. And in Icon, um, we're, only, we're only a small to medium-sized company, of, you know, as I said to you, 45-odd people. Um, I have pretty much a full-time um, um, mentor, Christian coach as part of our team. And, and his, sole, his sole job is to help um, our, our, our team develop and, and be more emotionally aware, understand themselves, that's our way we can love and, and impact upon people in a very positive way. Yeah, that's so good. I've known a few people now over the past year or so that have mm. kind of done similar things in their business as well. Um, mm. And they've all called them different things, right? And yeah. I just think, oh, what a great opportunity. Like yeah. you guys have got it. Like just having that person there, even if they've got questions, or so they're going through something difficult in their life, like yeah. there is that dedicated person that they know they can go to and trust 
and it's yeah. confidential. It's not going to yeah. be, they're not going to feel judged like if they were talking to their manager or boss. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I yeah. think it's fantastic that you've done that. So we're at the point now where you've gone from working in your bedroom to mm. losing absolutely everything mm. <laughs> to then God picking you um, literally up off the floor after an amazing prayer session and going, right, now I've got your attention. We're going to yeah. play cricket. And he's built you up to a team, like you built your team up um, mm. to a, a, a very substantial number um how did then um your other businesses come out of that because you've got um your main one and then this year you've just launched another business called od yeah Yeah. um tell us a little bit about yeah um i think part of part of the journey for all business owners is um when you look at kind of business sj it starts it always starts with one 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 person you know um, who the person who's got the vision. The question then becomes: Once you establish um, a, a strong revenue base uh, around that, and you and you start to develop a team, the natural inclination is for it to to really sit around that owner, that one person. Mm. Um, but it's still not a business. You've got a very busy job. You you really don't have a business until there is a regular um, revenue coming in, and you're pretty much working on the business, not in the business, as the old classic saying happened. For us, that happened around about 2014, uh, 2000, yeah, about 2014. The business had grown quite substantially uh, in that four years after, um, after the kind of we lost everything, you know. And you know, um, I took God at you know at what you know at just reading His Word, and I just took that, and I, and and I still hold it very dearly. At, at that point, I understood about 2015. I, I met. Uh, I've known. There's been Wayne, who is the kind of company mentor. Um, and he's now kind of head of people and culture for us. Um, I, you know, I, I reacquainted and I remember praying saying, Lord, where's our next step? And it was, it was really upon my heart to reach out to him. And my brief to him was, I need to grow to the next level. I need to build a team around me because this, this business is growing, right? Um, and I don't have the skill set to take it to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he helped me. And, and there's another story in that, which we're going to have, not, not have time for. Um, but he helped me put in a framework over a period of years and to the point where in about 2016, one area of the business was Orange Canvas. Orange Canvas is an offshoot of the full-service marketing company, which is Icon, and that deals with large multinational companies and, and helps them manage their, um, their, you know, their sales forces and we kind of do marketing and that you know I, we've got about i don't know a whole bunch of e-commerce sites where they go to those sites and that we manage their local area marketing for these people for these large companies that happened about 2016 but there was still a hole that we saw so if you kind of go back the heart of the biz of icon and the group of icon is is to help companies grow in a, in and around this i would get five, six phone calls a week from really small businesses that needed help. And, um, and the problem that you've got, the problem that I've always struggled with was, you know, um, every time you're kind of wanting to help small businesses, they couldn't afford the services of, of, a, of, a, of a big professional marketing team. No matter how I would try and <laughs> cut the project, cut the cost, I just couldn't make it work, right? But there was 
you know, are such a need in small business to help them bring good strategy to the to their businesses. Because what's happened over the last few years, SJ, is that I hear it every day. People will say to me, oh, well, I, I use Facebook. Okay, well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, well, I've got a lot of likes. I say, that's fantastic. Have you sold anything? Right? And the answer is often no, you know, unless – you know, you're a Kim Kardashian, you know, or some with a big personal brand, those, those particular platforms aren't really suited. Um, and so the lack that I found was really in, in small business was the strategy. And we developed a big plan over a long period of time. We were known for helping develop strategy and helping companies understand why they should be in business. Why should I do business with you, SJ? Why should you do business with me? You know, yeah. what's the value you bring? Um, to the marketplace when there's all, we've all got competition. You know, my standard line that I love to use is you think you're busy come into marketing world. Everyone thinks it's a market, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and, but, but, but over the time I, you know, one of the things that I really come to enjoy is understanding the value of each business and the value of all of our brands is not what we sell SJ. It's who we are, right? It's the intangible component of who you are that is your brand and so what we've done through Odie is develop a platform where small businesses can enter in their details and they start to get a good framework of who they are what their value what their value um, proposition looks like Um, we've actually built what we call a value score so they can start to determine whether their value score and their individuality is strong enough because mm. you, if your individuality is not strong enough, you're going to come under increasingly priced competition. And the more unique your offering, um, the better your pricing is going to be in the marketplace. So OD helps build and it's taken from all the hundreds of um, large marketing plans we've done over the last 18 years and we've developed algorithms um, to um, and say so now we've got this online. So small businesses for an absolute fraction of the cost can help kind of go on there, they can then build their marketing plan and that gives them a real kind of um, great foundation um, to be able to kind of say what activities should be doing and what are the results that I should be doing. You know, one of the things I'm pleased that, you know, that's come out of that SJ is the fact that through the development of OD, we've actually developed a, a relationship with the University of Technology, um, yeah. their artificial intelligence department. And, um, and they're, they're about to, we're about to enter into an agreement and put, put in place um, a, a data scientist here to, again, to help out the small businesses, help understand what, what the data they've got in their, in their business and how that can help them make better decisions. Um, so in a nutshell, so OD has been developed over all those years to be able to help. It's an online program that really takes from the, the big learnings from ICON and help small business develop a, a, a strategic plan that they need to help them grow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I was lucky enough to be one of the people that had a go with Odie um, yeah. and um, kind of test it out and give Joe some feedback about how I went. Um, and the interesting thing you found was everyone found the report super interested, but you kind of develop in it. And tell me if I'm out of line here, but um, now you're developing into more of, okay, now you know what to do or what you need, what's next as well, which is absolutely, I think, priceless. Um, 
as that extra support for um, the small business owners because you might be thinking, you know, oh, well, that's all right, you tell me, but I still don't know what the hell I'm doing of how I need to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which means you've kind of started with the foundation and now you're like really developing, okay, where do we go next? How can we support them even more? And the product uh, that was kind of chapter one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, the introduction. Now yeah. we're moving on to the next chapter. And so Joe's done a really, really fantastic deal with us and for us and for all of you guys that are listening. So if you wanted to go and try OD out, so it's O D E E. So O D E E dot com AU. And he's given us a massive deal where normally it's $1.99, but for you guys, Uh, It's 99 bucks. So you just need to pop in the promo code new year. And that's all one word, all capital letters. And we'll pop this on the show notes as well. Um, So if you're interested to get your marketing plan and look at kind of the gaps and where you can improve. And I must say the report is fantastic and it gives you numbers you never even realized existed in the marketing world Mm. Mm. um but please go ahead and um take a look at that take advantage of the amazing offer and generosity that that joe's um given to us and um not only that you've also really kindly included a free a 30 minute consultation as well so once you get the report um you can have a read through and then you can go and speak with one of joe's teams and they will take you through okay this is what you need to do next yeah 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 and and that's right sir um sj because what we found was we went out to develop the product, but very quickly the question becomes, okay, what do I do with this? And so and to, to help small businesses, once they do their marketing plan, often they'll speak to me, um, if not one of my senior guys, um, and then help them navigate what's next. We then kind of look at the plan and then put in a budget that works. If they can do it themselves, if great. If not, we can absolutely help them um, to achieve what they need to do. Because the great thing about marketing is the fact that and one thing I say to people all the time, you need to integrate it. It's not one activity that's going to get you the results. It's the integration of a number of, of, of different activities across your brand building, your engagement, and your lead generation processes that it's going to help you grow. And, and Nodi will help to, to identify what are those key um, activities that are going to help you succeed. Yeah, fantastic. So like I said, I've popped that on the show notes of uh, this podcast um, and it's in our digital magazine as well that came out over Christmas. So if you want to go and have a little bit of a read, um, the ads in there for it as well. Um, and Joe's also hopefully going to be joining us one mm. way or another at conference uh, in February as well, where um, you can come. So ladies, if you're coming to conference, you can go and yeah. meet Joe and yeah. um yeah give him a hug like i know we should be covid safe but i still have a feeling there's going to be lots of hugs <laughs> happening at conference um, yeah. but there's just nothing like being able to no, you know touch feel and everything else so um yeah inhuman interaction right oh it's my god important. it's so it's fun- important it's funny sj if i can quickly relay a very quick story i was in town yesterday and I had a meeting and um just to reiterate that point and and while it was interesting, there was a bit of an awkwardness between uh, my team and the other team. But, you know, the guy said, do we handshake? Do we hug? Do we touch elbows? Do we fix bump? 
and and I said to my team afterwards, it's funny, you know, how you know we're made because whatever whatever form it took, there's still a human touch that needed to occur yes. for, for, for that connection to to happen. For it to be a yeah. formal connection and introduction. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, so. I feel really sorry for New Zealanders because um, their form of so ours is a handshake. So, like, I guess white English girl. You do a handshake. If you're near yeah. Europeans, it's two kisses, like one on yeah. each cheek. Um, so I came over to Australia, right? And I used to go straight in for the kiss on two cheek. And yeah. Aussies aren't kissing two cheek people. And they were like, whoa, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, just a hug. <laughs> anyway, now I just do a handshake. But I'll tell you another funny story. And my brother-in-law is probably going to like kill me for sharing this. He married um, a New Zealand family. Yeah, Maui. So um, they have their tribes, and for the first, he was meeting the family for the first time, and um, he went into the tent, and he was first. He was freaked out because so he grew up with two parents that are from the UK. So um, used to his own bedroom, his own space and everything, walked into the tent, realized that he's going to be sharing a tent and sleeping in the same room as about 30 to 50 other people. (laughs) That was just the first shock. The second shock was um, they all started to touch what he thought were foreheads. Um, So he went to say hello to uncle whoever, went in um with his forehead and banged heads with his <laughs> uncle and alicia hadn't told him that you say hello by touching noses, noses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like oh my gosh this is such like a culture shock but it's still a touch right nose touch. forehead kiss on the cheek handshake yeah yeah hey, south africans um um, 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 you know, we went to church and, and there was a whole bunch of South African families and um, and the way they greet is to kiss on the lips, not the male to male, but the male to female, they kiss on the lips. Oh. So that was a bit of a shock to it. <laughs> and, you know, I'm getting these strange people kissing me on the lips and my wife standing next to me. You know, said, the did I miss something? I said, that's, yeah. that's how we do it in South Africa. So it's funny how, but you're right, it's connection of some point. Yeah, yeah. So we will be COVID safe, but... yes. Um, I look forward. I look forward where to where people to feel easy. Your... Yeah, there will be human connections because God's there, you know. And yeah. uh, uh, similar to you, um, the anointing that came over our conference last year was love. Like mm. God, absolutely. It's a business conference. That doesn't matter. God yeah. absolutely poured His love out to those yeah. women. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just can't not right so uh, talking of conference we are just so everyone knows where we're up to with the countdown we are um two weeks um out until in-person tickets close and that would mean that we're four weeks out i think um till virtual tickets closing so if you're thinking of coming in person like you have this week and next week and then that is it so Um, I strongly urge you, I know you might be feeling anxious. I know that it's kind of, oh my gosh, where the borders are going to be. But if you are thinking of coming, we need to get your tickets. You need to book your spot so we can tell the conference center where we're up to. Mm. Sorry, Joe, you were going to say something else? No, I I think, I think, I think you've covered it all, um, SJ. 
That's cool. Now we did have a bunch of other questions, but I think we're going to leave it there um, because what you've kind of shared with us today has just had so many golden nuggets in there of faith, of business, of um, the influence that we don't even know we have. Um, And your story in itself, I know you already know this, but it's just an absolute testament to God and yeah. how we do business in the kingdom, right? It's not yeah. the same as um, out in the secular world. Like, no, it's not. And he gives us these stories to share and yeah. to build. And by sharing, we build faith. We yeah. just, yeah, it's amazing. I was having a conversation with the guy who builds our apps. And he is, uh, I haven't quite figured out, I, th- I think he's um, atheist, but he's been uh, like 100% supportive of everything that we do um and he's um, just amazing personal support for me as well and encourages everything that I've been doing like couldn't have asked for a better guy to make a connection with (laughs) to to build an app and um I was able to share the story of um how we've how we got the domain um christianwomen.com yeah and all of that is coming at conference and there's more to be shared we've got lots of exciting things happen but just being able to share that story with him he was like oh my gosh it must have meant to have been and I'm like yes it totally so it's like being able to share even though I wasn't saying oh and then God did this and God did that I was like you will never guess what then this happened and then this happened And um, if he's listening to this podcast, you know who you are and you rock. (laughs) But yeah, it's those opportunities. So valuable. So, so valuable. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Joe, for coming on the show today and just sharing your awesomeness with our listeners. It's been, I was so excited to hear that story. I'm so glad we got to share it out. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, SJ. And don't, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to my story. You know, it's not until you kind of tell it um, that you realize the wonder of God's grace and mercy. And my encouragement to all your listeners is, you know, through the hardships of life, God does his best work, you know. And God's, and always remember, I was sharing to you before that we started, God's work done in God's time you will never lack God's resources, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's one of my personal motives. But thank you for having me, yesterday. I've really, really enjoyed um, our time together. Yeah, no worries. So if you did want to get in contact with Joe, we'll also pop all his details on the website as well. So um, please feel free. Joe would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. I'm SJ and you're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We'll catch you next time. The Christian Women in Business podcast is proudly supported by the Administration Agency, administrationagency.com.au.